Our next guest, unfortunately, knows that all too well because he actually played school football against him back in the day and the two tangled in the middle of the whacker in the early minutes of the game between Issa Mantle and Subiaco and poor Riley Morgan lost two of his front teeth. You know the song, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth? Uh-huh. Well, thankfully, Riley's got his two teeth back and he's with us on Sports Breakfast this morning. How are you, Morgs? Thanks, boys. Going very well and remember to wear your mouth guard. Yeah, I was going to ask you, didn't have one on? No, not at the time, Wayne. Unfortunately not. And I paid the price for that heavily, that's for sure. Do do players wear mouth guards anymore? Because it, it used to be commonplace uh, back in the day, even at junior level, you had to wear a mouth guard, otherwise you weren't allowed to play. Do players wear mouth guards these days? Probably not as many, uh, but they certainly do. We still have plenty of blokes that don't wear theirs. But no, they certainly are. It certainly is uh, on the decline, I would say, JL. You always look around and see a fair few blokes running around without one in. So, yeah, I was just uh, I was one of those, unfortunately, at the time and caught one in the, one in the gob and, yeah, had a, had a long week in the dentist chair. I can imagine your mother would have been shaking her head because mums were always big at junior footy. You've got to wear your mouth guard. How was your, how was your mother about it? Oh, she was a, she was actually a dental nurse as a career mate, so uh, she was uh, absolutely thrilled. That's for sure. Oh. Well, the good news is you, we can hear you now. You're you're back on Sport FM Airways, and the teeth are okay. Can you confirm that for us? They are. They're they're, they're back. It was a bit weird to adjust to the newies, but I uh, was finally back, Dale, and uh, I can actually talk properly now. There was a few days there where I was talking, uh, not like my usual self. It's, it's fair to say. So now nah, we're back and and ready to move on. You and Milan had a few battles over the years. Milan Murdoch and yourself, you had the job of tagging him and um, the elbow just got you in an uncomfortable position. Yeah, it got me nice and early in the game. <laughs> I think I think it was the first 45 seconds of the match. It was the, the first contest, basically, off the off the centre bounce. But no, Milan's playing some unreal footy this year and that was the sort of respect we paid to him in the, the, the plan heading in to shut him down and, and sort of nullify his impact, which we weren't able to do. But he had a terrific game and... Played well in the state game as well last Friday. But no, back through PSA days, we had plenty of really good battles. Who's taller, you or him? Uh, I think I've got him in that department, JL. He's, uh, he hasn't got great height, I'd say. <laughs> Just at the right height to nail you in the teeth. Um, That's it. Okay, nine-event program out at Belmont Park tomorrow. The Hyperion Stakes is the major event. Um, doesn't look a bad card. It's actually a really good card. I was talking about it um, on air yesterday, Wayne. It's uh, a really good card of racing. It's probably the best since we've got back to to Belmont Park. And we, we can first touch on the feature of the day, the, the Hyperion. And it looks a, a real sort of, not a, not a two-horse race. I wouldn't go so far to say that. But it's a cracking race between the two horses at Quinella, the Belmont Sprint in the Velvet Queen and, and Bustler. And Bustler showed his class to, to win the Belmont Sprint that day uh, against the Pat. But the question that I think will divide punters and form analysts in the feature is, is can Bustler be as strong and, and as dynamic over the mile up to the 1,600 metres? And I personally think he might be a little bit too brilliant for the mile. And the further he gets out of trip, the more vulnerable he'll be. So I think that the Velvet Queen, who was first up in the Belmont Sprint, was terrific when just edged out late there, has plenty of scope for improvement as she went into that race first up. Who was the buffer was a lot, obviously a lot more forward heading into that race and had a few more runs and I think she's got plenty of scope for improvement there. She'll appreciate getting out to the mile and I think she can turn the tables. Right. Okay. We've got that one. Your second one. We're going to the opening race of the day for the two-year-olds and I made this horse, so Sean and Jake Casey, horse number four, Hanchi, my best bet of the day uh, on Wednesday, but they actually scratched the, the state for this and this race actually looks every bit as win- winnable despite being a, a Saturday two-year-old race. I thought the 
the trial form around him is, is superb. He's run second in a thousand metre trial, splitting Shadow Fear, who was a, a filly for Luke Kearney that went over to Melbourne and, and wasn't disgraced over there and won some races here. And, and the Magic Millions third place getter in Champagne Street. And then we had last week's two year old winner, Das Machine, went to the line very tight with that galloper in a recent trial as well. And another recent second in a trial over a thousand metres behind a a nice, another likeable type in, in Red Square who hasn't been to the races yet. And I think that from the barrier, it should allow Lactar Ramoli to, to find the top or get close enough to it. And from there, the way I've seen from his trials, I think he looked a very talented two-year-old and looks very smart. Later in the card or middle to, to later stages of the card, Morgs, what excites you there? Uh, races three and four, a couple of each-way value plays for me. And the price has sort of been gobbled up a little bit in race three, horse number three, Glasgow Girl, who for me looks the the only leader in the race here, and I think although 1,300 metres is perhaps right on her limit, I think if she begins cleanly from that inside barrier, she should be able to take up the running here unopposed. And she's the race fit horse, and there's a few queries around a few other key chances entered here and a few other key chances are first up. So with her high cruising speed, I think she's going to ask a few questions of these early. So I was happy to back her one by three. So a bit more place heavier. She's not a horse that wins out of turn, but each way about her... Uh, entices me in race number four and, and sorry, in race number three and in race number four, Mahalio I think is our last start winner dropping back in trip to the mile, was racing really well and came up against most of the opposition he makes here only a couple of starts ago, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, was unlucky not to win there under William Pike and he was really well backed in the market to win that day as well, so I think from barrier two in another race, doesn't look to have a great deal of speed he can take up a really prominent position in running and the form through that fast start win has held up since as well. So I like the way he's, he's leading into this. And Michael Poy, who's obviously an Eastern States jockey, he's only recently come to WA. He can certainly ride. I really like what I've seen from him so far today since coming to the state. And I think it's a, a likeable setup for him to run an each-way race as well. Riley Morgan with us, giving us his best for tomorrow at Belmont. Also a little bit of a discussion around a nasty injury playing for Subiaco a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Riley, any, any more tips later in the card as things heat up tomorrow? Yeah, just the one more for me, JL, and it's a little bit on the short side at the moment, but I was pretty keen on the chances of the favourite in race number six, Catalpa, for Grant and Alana Williams and, and William Pike, who was a, an arrogant winner fresh, first up this preparation, and then last start, he just sort of stepped up in grade, he drew very wide, they, they went for the apprentice jockey over the senior, and it was just never a really likeable setup. so... He ended up being posted three deep in transit, doing it pretty tough. And, and given the run he had, I thought he was very good to, to finish as close as he did. So William Pike back on is obviously a huge tick. And while it does look potentially sticky little barrier with a number of other horses going to be looking for a, a similar spot in running, you can trust him the best hoop in the field to, to read the play early and adapt on a horse that does have really good gate speed. So while 220 is probably a little bit thin, I wouldn't mind to, to wait a little bit and see if we can get a little wobble out to maybe 260. 270, but I think it looks a great race for him and the, the market reflects that. Recap of those tips, Riley, for those who might have come in late. Absolutely. JL, race one, I'm keen to be with Hanchi for Sean and Jake. Casey, race one, just getting these numbers up. Race one, number four, then we move on to race three, number three, each way. More, more on the place than the win about Glasgow Girl, race three, number three. Each way about Mahalio in race four, race four, number five, and then we go a little bit deeper in the card, race six. Number one, Catalpa, keen to be with him. Just want a little bit more of meat, a little bit more meat on the bone, uh, hopefully, than the $2.20. And then race eight in the Hyperion, the feature of the day, keen to be with number 10, the Velvet Queen. Excellent. Uh, thank you for those, as always, Riley. Before we let you go, a few outs tomorrow. 
for the game against Swans. A bit of a flu gone through this week. I see Robbie Hanson Jr.'s out with illness. Yeah, Robbie's been crook all week. Um, I'm not too sure really what sort of illness it is, as we haven't really had a chance to see him. But no, he hasn't been at the club all week, and obviously Brady copped a, copped a week suspension from that x game, so he's out as well. But we've got some good players coming back in as well, JL. I think that's important as well. Um, obviously, Cole Stainsby's our best and fairest winner. He's been playing some good footy um, coming back from injury as well in the reserves. He gets his chance this week, and... Um, yeah, I'm really excited to take on Swans at home. You're named on a wing to play on Jesse Turner. You'll um, you'll see a few kilometres at Leaderville tomorrow if you have that matchup. Yeah, if I have that matchup, I certainly will. He's uh, got a massive tank, Jesse, and he's uh, shown that over a, a number of years. I think he had close to 50 disposals. I think it might have been 47 disposals against us at, um, at Bassendine last year in a game, so he can certainly find the footy. No doubt he, he will be a, a tough matchup tomorrow if that's how it falls. Riley, good luck uh, tomorrow against Swans, and good luck with those tips. Thanks, boys. Chat again next week. Riley Morgan, our man on a Friday, a Subi midfielder and racing expert to chat uh, the best at Belmont for tomorrow.